0: Well, Razorback fans, I know that it is football season and I know that we are heading into the bye week for the Razorbacks, but SEC basketball will be underway here soon. And that's where I'm at, SEC Media Days for both women's and men's basketball. And there's a lot of stuff going on with Razorback basketball. So I figured I'd use today's podcast to talk about that, as well as some football updates. A huge shout out to the no-fly zone. And also, KJ being number one in a very important statistical category. It's all coming up here on today's Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked on Razorbacks daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I'm also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Tuesday, as I know that uh, the weather is changing all over the place. In fact, I'm uh, here in Birmingham uh to be uh here and present for the sec basketball media days appreciate 1037 the buzz sending me and a huge shout out to first security bank for making it happen and uh here i am i'm gonna be uh doing all the coverage here for the next two days and i've never been to sec basketball media days before so it's gonna be kind of a new experience for me so i'm excited about that to see how it all goes down and everything i'm actually looking out in my uh, hotel and i see See, it's it's like a kind of a cool little area here in Birmingham. I don't know what it's called exactly, but uh, I see a Jax. Don't know what that is, but I'm sure it's good. Uh, so, but anyways, I'm I'm gonna be live from here over the next couple of days and try to get the podcast uh, going and 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 try to make it uh, make it happen as much as possible. And I thought that this would be appropriate because I know that everybody's still in football mode. Like I, I understand that. I understand that everybody's still thinking about that game against BYU, thinking about the final stretch of the season, like all of those things. I understand. The those are still all going on and those are very still important, but I wanted to take a break from that just at least in this segment to talk about some Razorback basketball because I can't tell you how many people are actually truly legitimately excited about Razorback basketball in such a major way. I can't think of a time actually that has had more excitement about basketball than now. Then, I mean, maybe back, of course, in the 90s when you were competing for a national championship year in and year out, but. Here in recent memory, there has never been a season. There's never been um, a preseason, a a a just a, a a precursor to how the excitement level is at a fever pitch right now, and that's why I'm here at BDA Days because there is so much excitement, and that's why I have people who uh, tweet at me and and even though it's football season, ask about basketball. People who attended the Red White game over the weekend and had a huge crowd there in Barnhill. Uh, was really awesome. Just like all these things playing into it, everybody is so excited about basketball. And if you need any of the reasons or any of the looks of why they're so excited, Arkansas coming out in the AP poll, which I know it's preseason, they were ranked number 10 in the country. It is the highest ranking they've ever had in a preseason top 10 ranking since 1994 and 95, the year that they went back to the national championship uh, and were the runners up this year. That year, this is the highest ranking that they've ever had since that point in time. Uh, Kentucky is ranked at number four. Also, Tennessee's at 11, Auburn at 15, Bama at 20. And so when you throw that into the mix, first off, I, when I tweeted it out, I was like jokingly tongue in cheek said that, uh, Oh, Arkansas, you know, they're it's too low for, in my opinion, you know, they need to be higher. Arkansas is a better team than, than, uh, than, you know, what they're getting credit for only being number 10 said it more in tongue in cheek, but it was incredible to me to see how many Razorback fans actually agreed with me where they're like, yeah, yeah. What, what, what has Kentucky done? You know, what do they got that we don't? I mean, we got we got a better recruiting class. Uh, we we went further in the tournament than what they did last year. Uh, you know, we, we got a better coach. We, we don't. Must is a much better coach than Calipari. you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, this is great. I love it. I love the fact that people like Razorback fans are so interested and so pumped up about the rankings in college basketball, but also so upset because they're like, no, 10 is not high enough. We are better than ten because we got the players, we got the coaches, we got the got the schedule, we got the transfers, we got the McDonald's All-Americans, we got it all, and we're gonna go all the way. We're gonna do all this, and it's gonna be great. I love it. I absolutely love it, and I am so happy for Razorback fans to be able to uh, to do it this way and to, and to handle it this way too. So to me, it's just uh, it, it's an awesome thing. It's an awesome thing to be able to witness and to be able to. Do uh, just see how it all plays out here in the early part of the, of the of the preseason. But you know, there's a lot of things that have to be done. Like you have to go out there and perform, and I think that's first and foremost. You got to do what you got to do to live up to that expectation. But when you have three McDonald's All-Americans on the team, like Arkansas does, when you had a transfer class that consisted of perennial starters at big programs, like when you start rolling all of that into the mix it suddenly really opens up your eyes of saying, okay, this isn't just something that people are hopeful for that they think is going to happen. Like, You look at the recipes of teams that make it to Final Fours, and Arkansas has that recipe. Now, some people will say, well, they don't have the seniors, they don't have the, the, the veterans like uh, some of the other teams have had in past of national championships and everything. And I would say, okay, yeah, that's true. But the one element that I feel like you do have, though, that can overcome a lot of that, is you do have Eric Musselman as your head coach. You do have Muss, the Muss bus. I still look back on last year's team, especially. And the fact that that team last year, like think about this, folks. you You made it to the Elite Eight last year. You went further than any other SEC team last year. And you did it without any three-point threat whatsoever. I think you were like last in the SEC in three-point shooting. You had no three-point threat. Your best one was uh, was J.D. Note, and his percentages were not good. He was your best three-point shooter and pretty much your only real threat. So you had him. You had Jalen Williams, who ended up getting drafted into the NBA. He was an NBA draft pick. But aside from that, you had just a lot of transfers that came in, a lot of new faces, new bodies, that were veterans at their own respective schools. Some played more than others. Some were good defensive players and whatnot. But you really just had... In like fact, looking at that team, that was not a, an Elite Eight team by most people's standards. Like, they wouldn't look at that Arkansas team going in there. like, nobody looked into that team last year and said, oh, yeah, this is an Elite Eight team through and through. I think people were high on them preseason, I think, because of the, the transfers that they did get in. And um, I think, you know, Stanley Mude came on of late and everything. But considering how it is the, the, the classic stereotype of what it looks like to be an Elite Eight team, Arkansas didn't really fit that bill because they didn't have a bunch of scorers you know they had they had a lot of flaws but because of coaching by must because of defense because of great planning and you know great uh playing at the at your best at the right moment arkansas made it to the elite 8 once again and i just keep looking at that and then the year before that you had a completely different team essentially and you made it to the elite 8 then and so who why would you not think that this year Of all years, you have the most talent you've had probably ever as far as NBA caliber talent. We'll see how it plays out, but it could make you make an argument for it. You have the most talent ever on the court. You have a schedule that seems to be pretty favorable where it's got some really tough games, road games, especially that can really test you and get you going. You have a coaching staff that has been there and has been around and has done great things already at Arkansas with some uh, some tal- less less talented teams. You have depth, you have options, you have height, you have wingspan. And you know the one thing that you could say that you're missing at this point in time is three point shooting again. But you know maybe that can something can develop. It's what you're hopeful for. But my point is is that if you made it to the Elite Eight <clears throat> the past two seasons. With those teams, which were good teams. I'm not trying to take anything away from them. They were good teams. But you have a team this year that is, in some cases, doubly talented as either one of those teams overall. Much bigger, much faster, much stronger overall. Why can't you make the Final Four? Why can't this be a Final Four team? Why can't this be, dare I say, a national team? championship team. Why can't it be? I see zero reason why it can't be. But you got to go out and you got to execute. The NCAA tournament's a tough thing. It's a crapshoot a lot of times. You never know what to expect. You never know what's going to happen. But what I do know of everything and of all things, what I do know is that Arkansas is going to have a season that's going to be very special. And there's going to be down times. They're going to lose games they shouldn't. I mean, it's just basketball. It's how it goes. And you're going to get frustrated. People are going to get mad. All that stuff. To me, that doesn't matter. What matters is can you get to the tournament, and when you do, what do you do in it? For Arkansas fans, it's no longer about if we make the tournament. It's a matter of how far we go into the tournament. And folks, I cannot tell you how great it is to have that once again, to have that type of mentality once again. Man, it just feels so good to have. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, listen, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts, and it really hurts. It really sucks, and that's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone that buys gas, groceries, or dines out. And with every purchase, purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. You know, I, I go to different places, and uh, obviously, I've been traveling a lot. And you know, whether it's with gas or whether it's uh, restaurants or uh, especially with groceries too, because even with groceries. Uh, the amount of uh, inflation that has really impacted just the simple things like food has been incredible, and so I try to be smart about it. And I try to make sure that if I'm going to be needing these things, which are necessities, food and groceries and all of that, I want to make sure that I'm getting uh, the best deal I can, but also making sure that I can get money back. And that's why Upside is helping me out. So to get started, just download the free Upside app. Use promo code my uh, my promo code locked on or locked, not locked on, just locked. Make, making it simple, one word and get $5 or more in cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying with Upside. Check in at business. Pay as usual with a credit card or debit card and get paid. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCK to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. You are locked on Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so continuing on with the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, I know people are going to just start throwing things at me and getting so upset with me, and because I'm bringing this up, but I I wanted to bring it up because I think that it needs to be uh, given credit. Like this is, he needs to be given some credit, and that is the no fly zone Hud Island Hudson Clark for Razorback football. Now, he had a great game against BYU over the weekend. And, of course, uh, he was awarded for that. He had to be co-SEC Defensive Player of the Week. Couldn't be just Defensive Player of the Week. Has to be a co. But uh, he had a a great week, uh, a really great week and a great uh, game overall. And, in fact, uh, there's only been two other players that have been named to the uh, All-SEC or the uh, Defensive Player of the Week. Uh, sec award and that is jordan dominic and drew sanders and honestly if you would have told me that arkansas was going to have a secondary player that was going to win sec defensive player of the week i probably would have laughed at you because i just don't think it would have ever happened but either way um he he had a he recorded 11 uh, 11 tackles four of them being solo he had an interception as well as a fumble recovery and he's the only sec defender and one of two nationally to record 10-plus tackles with an interception and with a fumble recovery in the same season. So that's great because that's that's why he needed to be co, because he did something no one else has done, and he's still co. Uh, but he also uh, was the highest-graded Razorback defender by PFF this season. He posted a second-best overall grade this season, highlighted by a coverage grade of 79.6, and uh, set Clark's 78.6 overall grade for the season ranks fourth among all SEC defensive backs so you know just a little shout out to him and the award that he got with it too where I know that he he comes under a lot of uh, a lot of fire a lot of pressure people get you know irritated by him or or whatever and I just I don't know I just think it's absurd that uh, some of the stuff that gets thrown his way because honestly he's not as bad as what people try to make him out to be he's actually a good defensive back Sam Pittman loves him Barry Odom loves him Uh, he's had to play out of position a lot but uh, overall, he he's been good. He's been good, and I just I try to give credit where credit is due. I know that there's people that get frustrated with this Razorback defense, and they try to you know pinpoint one person or one thing or one reason why everything's bad. Um, I know that you know there's been a lot of defensive players, and you know you know Hudson Clark's had some struggles this year too. But you know like Simeon Blair, he's had a lot of struggles this year. Uh, you know, you think about uh, Dwight McLaughlin, even though he's had a lot of good plays, there's been some mistakes here and there, too. Like nobody on the secondary is perfect. And sometimes it's a little bit more um, obvious with, uh, with depending on the game and depending on you know how it goes and all that stuff. So, yeah, a lot of that time it, it just happens that way. But overall, I think that you see that there is some instances of some good players, some good play that needs to be. Um, and acknowledged and, and give out a shout out to their accomplishment and that's what happened with Hudson Clark I still believe that if you had a fully healthy secondary which supposedly you may see against Auburn even though you won't have Catalano or Darius Bishop but you'll have as about as healthy as a defensive secondary as you've had you know what how is that going to change what's that going to look like is it going to be like night and day is it still going to have the same struggles will. Uh, it, it will it'll be it's yet to be determined but uh, either way, I just think that with with getting those guys back and the confidence and also the type of teams you're going to be going up against, because honestly, folks, besides Ole Miss, the offenses you're going to be facing are pretty meh. Like, they're not very good. Auburn's offense is terrible. They're, I think they're like one of the worst team offenses in scoring in the, in, in the SEC, at least. Uh, LSU's offense has had some ups and downs, but overall has not been good. Missouri's offense is not good. You know, Liberty is it. Will, it has a decent offense, but it's like you know, still, it's Liberty. You should win that game no matter what. And Ole Miss is really the only team that you're going to be facing that has a it has a a great offense, and that's going to be obviously the biggest and toughest game that you have left. So we'll see how it plays out with the with the injuries and how they come back. But honestly, if you're going to Auburn as healthy as you're you're thinking you should be, you know, hey, folks, it, it could be fun. I mean, it could be a it could be a whole new defense. What you're hoping for, but Hudson Clark deserves a shout out. Uh, anytime these guys on, in the secondary get good plays and make, a, make a, have a good game, they need a shout-out because there's not much for them to be excited about so far this year. So uh, I just wanted to give a shout-out to uh, the no-fly zone, Hud Island, and uh, give it out to him. Hopefully he continues to build on that because uh, they're going to need him as well as all the secondary players the rest of the way. Folks, our partners at Nissan have worked with us to create a new segment across the Locked On College Network. Called Thrilling Moments. It's simple as that. Thrilling Moments, which, if you hear it, you know what I'm talking about. We're going to highlight the most exciting play from the Razorbacks in the weekend that they had, and also throughout the history of our alma mater. And honestly, this week's thrilling moment from the Razorbacks, it, it's very simple. And I think everybody can probably understand where it's coming from is against BYU, where KJ Jefferson. Was able to break three tackles after nearly being sacked on third down, get out of it, throw the ball to Trey Knox for not only a first down, but a huge gain, which really turned the tide and seemed like Arkansas from that point on ended up uh, not looking back from BYU. There's a lot of things that happen in college football and in these games that can you can point to and say this was a huge play, that was a huge play, positive play, negative play, whatever it is. But sometimes you need one of those plays to happen to make your season different, to really bring on the great season that you're wishing to have. And that moment from K.J. Jefferson, I think could be the moment that everyone points to and says that play is where it turns things around and everybody starts playing at a much better and higher level the rest of the way. That's what you're at least hopeful for. That's what you're at least thinking that it could become but at the end of the day, they still got to go out and they still got to take care of business. But what a cr- phenomenal play, and it shows you why K.J. Jefferson is QB1 and the sincere athleticism that he have and how incredible he is as well. This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs are featured across Nissan's lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the new Frontier Armada or Pathfinder today, available now at NissanUSA.com. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so final segment on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, I wanted to bring up uh, this little topic that I thought was funny because it's like KJ is number one and and a very important thing, Uh, but it's not something that uh, probably anybody would even be able to see unless I like, like you did what I did and saw it on Twitter because somebody put out. Um, this really good analysis of quarterbacks in college football and everything. And, you know, KJ is awesome. I, I'm still a big KJ fan. KJ has been great. And when he's healthy, you can tell that the team's different. The offense is different. But uh, this is coming actually from a pro football focus. They gave out pass grades on true dropbacks, which a true dropbacks, no screens, no RPOs, no play actions, just catch the ball. You're looking to pass. That's what you're looking to do. Step in and uh, you make the throws. So a lot of different teams and everybody that was put in here, but what was crazy is that the NFL passer rating on true dropbacks, Arkansas is number one. KJ Jefferson is number one. He's ahead of May. He's ahead of Bryce Young. He's ahead of Hartman, Levis, all those guys. He's number one in true dropbacks. That's pretty incredible. And then his past grade on true dropbacks, back, drop which is of course coming from pro football focus, he's number two just behind Bryce Young. I mean, slightly behind behind Bryce Young. So I, I just look at that and I'm like, wow, that's an incredible thing. And I always laugh at it because there are people that said that, you know, uh, Kendall Brawls doesn't know how to develop a quarterback. Well, on that front, and it uh, seems to be a good job doing a good job of doing in true dropbacks. And people are like, Well, this, this means you should do it more. No, I mean, I think that the element of him being, you know, having the options and then the mystery of it all is what's made it so beneficial to Arkansas to be able to do it that way. So I don't think that needs to be the case, but it's a really cool stat. KJ Jefferson in number one shows that he's a true drop back passer at times. It's not just he's just run, run, run. He's great at being able to, when he has the ball in his hands, make plays, but also to make good throws, good decisions when he's back there in the pocket waiting on their guys to get open. So I just thought that was a really cool stat. Appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Buzz John Neighbors For any questions, comments, concerns that you may have, keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.